everyone this is your boy jj coming in for another episode of this is the life podcast before i bring and introduce my guest for today i want to give a shout out to ca canubal who is the host of ho on the go podcast i enjoyed our conversation on last episode and she was just a delight so you know with that being said we had great conversation and we really at the end had more laughs compared to anything and i just want to give her a shout out specifically so again shout out to ca canubal the host of the whole on the go podcast you guys check her out she's also a comedian she's also an author so you guys check her out check out her information as i said on the last episode with her, she blasted her information. So you guys check her out. Now, without further ado, today's guest is a very special individual. This young lady, she's a mother, she's a wife, and she's most importantly a podcaster. Her name is Michelle Samuels, a.k.a. It's Michelle I'm sure some of you might, you know, have checked her out. If you don't, if you haven't checked her out, please check her out. And as always, towards the end, she will blast her information for you to check out. Because like I always say, in this world of podcasting, we all need to stick together. We're all one community. You know, it's just obviously what makes us different is our brands. But. Again, this individual, you know, I've been following her now for the past, I want to say almost maybe year or so. You know, I enjoy, you know, her content. I enjoy her platforms, you know, so I want to, you know, go ahead and bring her on without further ado so we can get this conversation started. Michelle, how you doing today, sweetheart? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So I know you heard me do that little, you know, intro for you. I did. It was very, very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> you <were> so nice. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. So before we get started, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's the holidays. So, I mean, it's extra. It's a lot more extra than the normal hustle and bustle of, like, you know, the everyday so trying to get things together, trying to get things together for the family, trying to get things together at work. So it's a little hectic, but it's okay. okay. We 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 okay. good. <laughs> All right, yeah. Same listen, same same here. You know, it's <laughs> it's that time, like I said, it's that time of the year, you know, where you have some happy people and you have some sad people for obvious you know, different mm. reasons. But like I right. said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the holidays and it's just the time just to, you know, try keyword, just trying to be a little thankful, you know, but like I said, you know, yeah. some people, you know, may not be in the holiday moves for, you know, various reasons, you know, and it's, un it's, un right. it's understandable. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely but, agree with that. But speaking of the holidays, like I was just telling people, 
you know, the other day that I can't believe that we're already in the month of December. Oh, neither can I. I feel like all the holidays kind of piled on top of each other. It's like it was Thanksgiving, then a week later it felt like it was Christmas. And I didn't even feel like a month went by to give anybody time for everything. What do you think went by faster, this year or last year? I'm going to say, I'll say this year, in my you opinion. Think so? and you I think so? Yeah, I think so. I, I do, because I think, okay, so last year, at least for most of the year, I was home because of COVID and stuff like that. Things were kind of slowly opening back up. So being at home all the time, I feel like time was at a standstill, <laughs> like there wasn't anything to do. You had to either, either you were working at home or from home, or you were just here kind of waiting on being called to go to work. So I feel like everything was kind of a slower pace. You didn't have to rush. You didn't have as many people as you have in the street right now. And I think this year kind of just flew. I really feel this year just flew by. I can't even remember the summer. Summer started way early, by the way. For, again, my opinion, the summer started like sometime in like when it was supposed to be spring. It was like May, and it was already hot weather. So I think like everything was just stacked right on top of each other. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, in my opinion, I'm going to say it's neck and neck between this year and last year mm. because, you know, we, you know, you, you blink your eyes. Happy New Year 2021. You blinked your eyes. Happy New Year 2022. Now we're literally getting ready to blink our eyes again to say Happy New Year 2023. Um, it's scary. But, yeah. you know, I think now how they say, you know, the saying goes, time waits for no man. It's literally right. coming out to fruition because, yeah, I just, you know. It felt like <laughs> summer. Like, for some reason, I think January, February, March kind of like, you know, it was a little dull. But once you hit, right. for some reason, once you hit summer, you might as well kiss the mm. year goodbye because you're already six months in, you know? That's it. Yeah, you're right. So turning different avenues. So I know you live in New York, right? I do, yeah. So I know in the beginning you talked about, you know, how, you know, people are home and things like that. How was it in New York a year ago? You can, you know, um, for you was, and just, you know, people you know yeah. and things like that. It was different only because when you think of New York, especially if you're from New York, you know how busy, how fast, how rude, how aggravated people get when there's like, you know, things aren't going their way. There's so many people in the street, so many people on the train, so many people on, you know, public transportation. And last year, I mean, so, I mean, of course, two years ago, everything was empty. There was no, you know, no one in the street. But at least last year, it was still, it wasn't as capacity. It wasn't at capacity compared to, I would say, even yesterday. Yesterday was a disaster. Like, if you went further downtown, it was a disaster. There was no room to walk. You would think COVID didn't even happen. People were on top of each other. They were trying, like, they had to make lines to cross the street. You would think people just... They all came out at the same time. So, and we didn't have that last year. So it was still kind of mellow, quiet. You can still get a seat on the train or on the bus, no matter what time you got on to head to work. 
Now that's definitely changed. You have to schedule everything. I would say New York has picked up back to kind of like how it was pre-COVID. If anything, it's worse now because people have been cooped up for so long that everybody just wants to come out. And that was my question yesterday. I'm like, where are all y'all going? Go home. Why are y'all out here? It's like midnight. Why is, Why are all these people out? And it didn't matter. Any age. It just, we had young, like, five-year-olds outside of, like, midnight. So, like, 80-year-olds trying to figure out which way they're going. It was really intense yesterday. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. I'm glad you said all that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what I'm about to say, you know, <laughs> hopefully you won't get upset with me and, uh, you know, leave the show. <laughs> but I got to mention this. Why do you all have some crazy-ass people in New York? Okay, listen. Before you I start ranting. Because they're crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen. Okay, it's something about, at least because, you know, like I said, I'm here in Miami, but from what I've seen, why are people obsessed with pushing and, and doing all this type of pe- other stuff to people on trains? Like, w- Michelle, tell me what what's up, what's up with that now? Because, I, you know, I used to have, you heard me say used to, want to go to New York. But <laughs> your crazy ass New Yorkers is going to keep me here in Florida <laughs> because listen, I, 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 I'm just like every time you hear something on the news, somebody's you know somebody's getting robbed and they get pushed on the platform, or somebody is attempting to get robbed and they push them anyway, or you could just have a typical average bystander, just somebody that's minding their own business, get pushed on the subway. <laughs> Tell me, what's up with that? Because the shit is scaring me. Listen, that is a big problem. And I will tell you, ever since, again, COVID, at least last year, there's so many people out in the streets with mental health issues. So many. Like, there's nowhere for them to go. Um, We keep hearing, you know, there are resources and all this other stuff. We barely have any police officers in our train stations anymore. Um, There are signs everywhere, I guess, they're trying, because I know a lot of police officers are like, yo, forget this. We don't want to work for PD anymore, you know, because of every, 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 all the backlash that they're getting. So a lot of people have either been quitting or they're, they're not even signing up for the academy anymore at this point. But the amount of mental health, the amount of people that are living, in the train stations, the amount of people that I see that are just disgruntled and you can tell they're just waiting to push somebody or hurt somebody is out of control. And it's so funny you mentioned that because I typically like to tweet the mayor from time to time asking him, like, what are you doing in the city? Like, if it's not a photo op, he's nowhere to be found. So it's very it's hard when you have like your own city's government not doing what they have to do. And you have a lot of uh, city folk who do have to go to work every single day and use public transportation asking like, Hey, where's the help? What's going on? It really is out of control. But I will tell you majority of these people that are being pushed or being hurt on these train stations, they're all like mentally ill individuals who don't have, you know, the help or the resources that they should have. And that is so unfortunate. And I don't blame you. I was just in Miami actually for my honeymoon back in August. Beautiful place. It rained a whole lot, though, but it was cute. <laughs> okay. But, you know, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Well, 
What 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 complaints you got? I'm ready. What what complaints you got? I don't. You know what's funny? I don't have any complaints, but I I will say this. I said mainly in like the area where it's overly populated, of course, with like vacationers and maybe like tourists and stuff like that. So I didn't really go into like you know individual neighborhoods. So I can't say anything. I mean, I didn't experience anything but niceness out there. I have no complaints. I stood on, oh, my God, what is the name of this hotel? I will tell you right now. Okay. I know it was on, like, 21st, I think, 21st Avenue. I know it's, like, right on the strip, on that strip, where, like, all the hotels and kind of, like, all the resorts are. Were you right on the by, beach? Um, yes, I was right on the beach. Okay. It's a well-known, oh, shoot. Okay. So you were on 21st. I'm trying to think. Okay, 21st. So you weren't on Ocean. Oh, geez. Okay. No, you weren't on no, Ocean. No, I wasn't on Ocean. Okay, let me think. 21st. Oh, um, were you on Washington? No, hold on. It's, I was right on Collins. Oh, okay, Collins. Okay, okay. So you weren't at the Fountain Blue because, no, Fountain Blue is further down. No, it was closer. Okay. I was at Kempton. Kempton. Ah, Kempton. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Ah, okay, it was a nice hotel. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, uh, Kempton really Hotel. Nice. Okay. Yeah, shout out. And shout out to the staff. They were very, very sweet, very nice. I mean, they made us feel very, very special. And it was just a beautiful hotel. They were very, very nice people out there. So no complaints oh, from me. Okay, Michelle, say that hotel one more time. It's It was the Kempton Surfcomer Hotel. If anybody, If anybody's listening, that's in Miami. Get in yeah. touch with somebody at the Kempton Surfcomer and tell them that Life Podcast, shouting them out, hey, we can work something out. I can do some promo for you guys. You can give me some, you know, this and that. But anyways, <laughs> okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. <laughs> Listen, you got to get it. You got to get it in. <laughs> yes. But speaking of here, okay, I'm not going to sit here and say we're perfect either in Florida. Because, you know, I post, you know, on my Instagram, I use, you know, usually now I like to just post a lot of different things that happen either here locally or outside of Miami. And I do that because it's also part of my brand. This is what life, this is what life is, is what we go through. And I can honestly say that us and you guys are kind of neck and neck, you know, you guys have your subways. We're doing, you know, questionable things like, you know, one story <laughs> I posted about, you know, a guy had just got to a job, long story short, and within, you know, just say within two weeks at the job, he decides to basically mm. rob his coworker for his car and this and that. So, we, in other words, we deal with crazy stuff here, too. I don't want to make it seem mm. like we're picture perfect, um, but, again, we're not pushing people off platforms like New Yorkers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Anyways. <laughs> nah, we, I'm not going to lie. I know, I know my truth. We wilding out here. <laughs> it's crazy out here. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but all in all, you, you, you enjoyed yourself, right? You and your, on your honeymoon. I did. I did. It was very, very nice time. And the weather was great. It just, it, listen, when you go out there, the weather, it's like it rains for like five seconds and then all of a sudden it's hot 
and sunny and hotter than it was before it started raining. So it was really just a nice honeymoon slash vacation slash time away from the everyday hustle and bustle of family and New York City. So it was great. Now, how long were you here for? We were there for, let's see, one, two. We were there for like four days. Okay. We were only there for four days. Yeah, we we couldn't take too long because, you know, we have responsibilities here with the kiddos. So we had to come back, yeah. Okay. And how many kids do you all share? So we have four all together. However, two are biologically mine and two are biologically his. And now the way things are, you're all together. Everybody's together. Everybody's yes, one. everybody's together. Everybody is one, and I love it because I've always my family hasn't been like the biggest family, so having you know a big family of my own, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is nice. <laughs> it's very cozy, okay. comfy feeling. Like I always have something to do. You know, somebody always needs something. As crazy and as hectic as it gets, it is very, very fulfilling. Okay, that's good. So. Now, have you always um, been a New Yorker or, you know, did you, you know, were you residing somewhere else? Or like I say, have you always been in New York all your life or no? Yeah, I have been in New York all my life. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen all uh the crazy. And when you came here for your honeymoon, was this the first time you came here to Miami? No, I've definitely been there before. I want to say okay. maybe well, more than six years ago, I was out there for uh-huh. um, Art Basel in mm. on a December, yeah. And I also okay. stood around the strip, but I was a little further up. And that name of the hotel, I cannot remember. All I will say, that was the first time I thought I was going to get killed in a hotel. <laughs> and I don't even remember the name of it. It was just really shady. It was a last-minute trip. And I said, mm. okay, this is what I get for booking last minute. But okay. overall, it was very fun, very, very fun. So, you know, and as you can see, I survived. So it was all good. Yes, <laughs> you came out. Yes. <laughs> I can't, yep. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I just had this conversation with someone the other day, and I, you know, I've been here all my life, and I was just saying that, at least for me, it's the same old same. But for, you know, people mm-hmm. like you or whoever decides to come down for whether it be, like you said, for vacation, honeymoon, anything, I encourage them to come down. Enjoy, listen, enjoy the weather, okay? Enjoy the mm-hmm. culture. Enjoy the people because what you said, I was going to say the same thing. Being here, you know you need a raincoat, yep. shorts, <laughs> T-shirts, <laughs> cut-off T-shirts. Uh, what else? I might have said I can't remember. Flip flops, you need all that. Rain boots mm-hmm. because that's the type of weather we have. And then you know yeah. we get our little many, many, many <laughs> spurts of cold. And I said <laughs> that I emphasize that more than once because our little cold compared to what you guys have is oh, yeah. nothing. This is way different. Yeah, yeah, way different. <laughs> yeah, because. I'm going to say this now, but by the time everybody hears this, this will be already like a few weeks past. But when the Dolphins just played against Buffalo, and I'm sitting Mm -hmm. there, and I'm watching the snow just fall down, and on TV they, you know, aired that 
the temp was 21 degrees. I said, nope, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> no, no. You know, because and there's so many people out too. There's so many people out there watching the games with their hats, gloves. They feel nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I, and I sat there, and I'm saying that to myself. I'm like, look at all these crazy ass people. <laughs> but then I said, well, that's what they're used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but me, yeah. I would have been on that bench with a hoodie, a big jacket. Another big jacket, another big jacket, something to cover my face. <laughs> you, 21 degrees. Listen, yeah. we've never had that. We've never seen that here in Florida, let alone like <laughs> the east coast of Florida. You know, we're never going to see that. 21 degree. Oh, mm-mm. Yeah, I think <laughs> the coldest I've been, because that's so why I've taken the kids to Disney quite some time uh, for, let me see, how many times have I been to Orlando? I want to say maybe two or three times the most, just Orlando. And I usually always go around like September. You guys have like very chilly 70, 69 degree weather where I was like, oh, no, I can't. I need like a hoodie. (laughs) This is chilly. Um, and then especially when it rains and that wind hits you, you get a little chill. You're like, oh, I'm not used to this. Because, you know, you're in Florida. You you don't expect to feel any type of kind of like wind chill or, you know, your bones feeling all goose pimply. I definitely I was like, okay, I got to be careful with this. So it was it was definitely hoodie, hoodie weather. So, I mean, I don't know if that's as warm, as a, that's as cold as you guys get, but it's definitely some hoodie weather out there sometimes. Let me see. Uh, we've had, and this is just from what I could, you know, remember, um, we've had a little bit of, obviously we've done fifties. I know, I think it was last year we hit one night. Cause I remember I went out and I think mm. we hit the night we, I went out. I think we had hit at least, it had to be like 40, Ooh. something like that. And we saw everybody bundled up because again, like, you know, we're not used to that here, you know, um, but as far as like less than four, I know like further up when you get like around like Orlando, that type of areas, when we get mm-hmm. those cold spurts, they get it a little lower than us. You know, that's just how it normally Got works. It. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I know they're talking about, um, this week, which again, like I said, by the time everybody hears this, is already going to be passed. But <laughs> this week, <laughs> this week, um, we're going to be probably getting a little bit of a cool front, which is surprisingly weird because normally we usually get our little, you know, cold spells earlier in the month. So it's like weird, like it's throwing it off, you know? Right, right. I got to listen over here tomorrow, which again will be passed, like you said, tomorrow, Monday, it'll be passed. But 28 degrees, and that's just when you wake up. <laughs> 28 degrees. Oh, I know, and it's just going to go as high as 39. That's it. That's the high. Cap. 39, 39 degrees. <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> yes. But you know what's funny? Yep. I, I've never seen snow. Um, mm-hmm. I've had a chance to see snow back in 2012 when I went to New Jersey, but when I flew back here, you know, back home, 
I had just missed it by a day. Uh, I was a little disappointed. Um, you know, I've never, like I said, I've always wanted to see, you know, see it. Now, obviously, you know, let's just be real. Like, you know, seeing it on TV versus seeing it in person is totally different. Okay. It you is, know, because, is. you know, the main reason is because you get to experience it, obviously. You know, so I'm thinking maybe I'm going to put it on my list of things to do within the next year or so. Because 2023, I'm already doing a itinerary for places I want to go. So the places I want to go does not involve snow. So I'm thinking I'll bucket it for 24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, even if you get at least one day, you'll be fine. Because... There's nothing, so it's going to sound crazy because you've never experienced it before. So I'm sure, you know, it's something you really want to see and mm-hmm. have the opportunity to say, oh, yeah, I've been there. It's cold. I felt the snow. I see what it looked like. But it, that, that's bullshit because once you're living here, that snow looks all cute as soon as it lands. But 30 minutes later, there's dog piss in it. There's trucks already cleaning it up, which they should because people can't drive. Everybody's slipping, sliding. There's a whole this dirt. It turns into ice, and it turns into black ice. Everybody breaking their necks. It's cute for 30 minutes, and after that, you're like, damn, how are we going to clean this up? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, no. And this is because I live in the city. Now, if you live further up north, they get crazy snow up there. Like, they really look like the movies. Like, when you're snowed in and you can't open the front door to your house because there's so much snow, like, they get that much snow because they're further up north. So, you know, I can, I definitely can't imagine how pretty it looks, but it's still a lot of work because you got to clean it up. you got to shovel it yourself. you got to make sure, you know, there's no snow in front of your house. Like, it's a lot of work. A lot of work. But I'm not so, going to rip your bubble. It'll be nice. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I, I hear you. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm gonna get it eventually. Um, I yeah. feel like at least for me, you know, obviously being here, you know, we don't have a plethora of winter clothing. But I said, you know, now I've up, you know, upgraded my wardrobe for that sense where I have my mittens now, I have my, a couple hats and some big heavy jackets, so I'll be okay. Um, but yeah. then I'm thinking, you know, even with, if I go somewhere and it's 20, I just could still survive because like I said, I know I can always throw on a long sleeve hoodie and then a jacket on top, you know, so I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's just, like I said, one thing I'm thinking, like if I ever go somewhere and I get snowed in, then I'm screwed because, you know, obviously I've never driven. If I've never been in snow, right. I don't know how to, you know driving and from what i've been told there's a certain way you have to drive when icy roads are around you and things like that so i'm sure you can protest the same thing right yeah that is very true that's why any vehicle that i purchase any vehicle that i have i make sure it's all wheel i mean four-wheel drive you know because i want to make sure that we can get through humps and lumps um i've always had either like you know, like a Honda, like SRV, because those are, I me mean, for me, they're very good. And right now we have a Jeep, which is amazing because it kind of switches up depending on, like, the weather and how the, you know, the wheels feel, the roads are. So that's also very helpful. But, you know, we don't live far up north, so it's nothing too crazy up there. You really need the heavy-duty vehicles because you have to get 
in and out of town, which is why they just shut down. So if you're living mm-hmm. up north, you basically got to call in and say, listen, I'm either working remote or I'm not going to make it because even the bus is just too much snow um, to try to get rid of it. It's not like the city. Out here we're so busy that getting rid of it, you wouldn't even, sometimes depending on where in the city you are, you wouldn't even notice that there's snow because the trucks have already done, removed everything, salted everything, so people can walk, get to work, and buses can move to and from. Okay. So, yeah, there's definitely, you definitely have to modify a lot of things when there is bad weather in the city. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Think, things to think about in the future for sure. Right. <laughs> You're making a little list. Yes. Now, I want to switch avenues and focus on you a little bit right now. So okay. I want to know about It's Michelle. It's Michelle, the podcast. <laughs> Bring me into your world oh. and tell me, you uh. know, how long you, you know, when did you start podcasting? What made you and what is your, you know, what is your platform about? So I started podcasting uh, about a year and a half ago. I started April, like right during, I want to say, right in the middle of like the pandemic, like 2020. Um, I'm sorry, 20, yeah, 2020. And it was something that I kind of, so I always kind of looked at podcasting and doing just, I never had social media. Let me start off like that. Before podcasting, I didn't have any social media at all. Not one. Um, I had, like, a Facebook a very long time ago. I don't even know what happened to that. I don't even think it exists anymore, but that's it. I never had any other form of social media. So I, of course, you know, when you go through things, you kind of, you're forced to reevaluate life, and you look at life like, you know what, life is short. Let me do something that I really enjoy. And I've always had, like, podcasting in the back of my mind, and that's kind of how I started podcasting I literally told myself I want to start podcasting on Easter it was my first episode ever was during Easter and the premise of the entire show is basically just me so I'm just like this Dominican girl that was born and raised in the Bronx and I was raised like heavy Catholic so I don't want to say I'm I'm not devout I don't follow any religion at all but I gained all of that once I got older. I realized, like, I could do whatever the hell I want (laughs) once I got older. So it's basically Mm -hmm. just stories of me growing up, you know, within the Dominican culture, also being, you know, living in the hood, trying, you know, parents who try to raise you like you're still in the Dominican Republic, not understanding, like, we're, you know, we're here. We're in New York. It's a completely different world. We see different things. So I definitely thought, talking about it, it's, it was very relatable. Let me say that. Okay. Now, since you've been podcasting, mm-hmm. have you had any challenges that you've met with your, with your brand and your platform? Um, one of the biggest challenges that I've met is definitely, I would say, is like burnout. Um, because, you know, once you sit back and you think about how you want your platform to go, your schedule, what you want your brand to look like, you then have to stay consistent. And it's very hard to stay consistent if you have, 
you know, if you're burnt out, if you have like writer's block, let's say, because I write a lot of my notes, um, a lot of my stories and a lot of the things I talk about do come from like childhood memories, things I've been through in the past, things I think I'm going to go through in the future and current events. So it's hard to find something that you're like, okay, yeah, this is a good topic, but how can I make it my own? How can I make it relatable? And then you kind of get tired, especially if you're doing this on a weekly basis. You're like, damn, I need a break. I need to stop for a little bit. I need to regroup. There's, you know, too much content because then you're also worrying about your social media and how you're going to promote yourself on your social media platform. So it's a lot. So burnout has definitely been something that I've found that I've struggled with, like one of the biggest struggles that I found during podcasting. And how did you learn how to overcome it? Taking a break. I learned that it was okay. Yeah, I learned that it was okay to go and tell everyone that follows you, that tunes in every Monday, that listens, that sends you DMs. I learned that it was okay to say, listen, no new episode this week. You know, tune in next week. Catch up on all the other episodes. I learned that it was okay for me to just sit back and let the creative juices kind of start flowing again instead of trying to force everything because, you know, I have to meet a schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you nailed it with that um, because I had a little bit, I guess you say, writer's block, you know, a few months back. You know, and, you know, I find it is a challenge when you're doing it by yourself because obviously everything is all on you. And, you know, sometimes you just burn out, you know, because yeah. you feel like you you have so many ideas. And then once you get those ideas out, oh, shoot, what next? You know, right. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I know. It had, like I said, it happened to me, and I'm getting myself back in the groove. But I said, look, at the same time, at least for me, you know, it's been a year for me since I've been doing it, and I haven't even, you know, put like a one year, which I said I was going to do it. I didn't even do a one year celebration. I, I just, for one, I just didn't get caught up in it, and second, I was like, I just wasn't really in the mood for it, you know. So. We can't we can't beat ourselves up for it, you know? We're human. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you said that because I did the same thing and in one of my episodes I literally talk about how I completely forgot that it was a one year anniversary anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> I completely mm-hmm. forgot. I didn't do like, you know, how everybody's like, Oh my god, one year, let's think back about all the I didn't do none of that. I was just like, All right, it's been a year and here we are <laughs> and okay. I forgot. <laughs> Good, yeah. So I, makes me yeah, feel better. Yeah, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel better too because, you know, for one, my one year was in August, and that's when I was, you know, transitioning for a new year, you know, within my, you know, my job, and I'm like, uh, too much going on now, and I yeah. said it's okay because like I can always do it next month of February. It's no big deal, you mm-hmm. know. Hey, yeah, we hit a year, but you know, keep going. Yeah, that's right. So. So you're Dominican. I am. Now, is your better half Dominican too? No, he's black. Okay. Might as well say y'all, everybody's black. Dominican, Puerto Rican, right. y'all black. I was just yeah. going to say, that's typically what we all say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Oh, I yeah, love it. That's exactly what we say in the house. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> but um, let me ask you, <clears throat> since you are, you know, Dominican, Dominican. Well, no, mm-hmm. this is going to be a silly question. I was going to say, did you have, you know, because I know how you say, you know, your family's old school. Did they have a problem, the fact that your your husband was black, black or no? Um, no, and if they did, uh, that wouldn't be my problem. That's theirs. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, that's, that's why I said I shouldn't ask that, because everybody's black. I, I, I should ask that. <laughs> Scratch that question. No, that would be, listen, oh, please, no, it's totally fine. Listen, that would be their problem, and that's something then they need to figure out. Because, I mean, it wasn't going to stop me. <laughs> of course not. Right now. Listen, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, have I been to DR? You, wait. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me see. Uh, Puerto Plata. That's DR, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's DR. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you went to I was the just, resorts out there in Puerto Plata. Yes. Because I was just there mm-hmm. this past summer. And let me tell you, listen, if I had to stay in the island for a day, I would have blended in <laughs> tremendously because, listen, me being black, when I saw, when I was on the tour bus looking through the streets and I saw mm-hmm. people darker than me, I yeah. said, okay, we are good to go, baby. <laughs> like, yep, like, it's true. Listen, I'm surprised I'm, they didn't confuse you for Dominican. <laughs> they do it yeah. time. They start talking to you in Spanish and you're like, um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, but, but yeah, like I said, um, you know, I got a chance to go out there, you know, because I went on a cruise, and mm-hmm. you know, when I took, you know, I took a tour, you know, to see different parts and everything, you know, and we also stopped to have some uh, mama wana. Oh boy, that stuff. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that stuff will get you. It's very Whew. smooth. Yes. Very smooth going down. It is very nice strength, but listen, it'll catch you. You're not ready. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, and, and that's so it. funny. Like, yeah, it's so funny I mentioned that because, you know, so what happened, part of the, you know, part of the tour, we also stopped at a souvenir shop. So, oh, you know, the um, our tour our tour guy just kept mentioning on the bus, like, Mama Wana, Mama Wana. And the way he's amping it up, I'm like, man, this stuff better be delicious. So we get to the... <laughs> So it's so funny. We get inside the 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 you know the souvenir shop, and we're all standing around like the 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 countertop. You know where I guess you know what? Yeah, I remember on the countertop they had like you know inside they had like jewelry and things like that. So we're all standing around right. that countertop and like, all right, who's ready for Mama Wana? And it was like, oh boy, <laughs> you're like, um, I don't and know then, me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then after that, we, um, I don't remember the restaurant, but we stopped at a restaurant and had some delicious food. I think it was like red bean, rice, and chicken. It was delicious. Like, I had a great time. But, yeah, that Mama Wana, boy, I tell you. Yeah. That's some stuff there. I know. It is. It is. And the longer it sits, the stronger it gets. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think they mm-hmm. said that. I think the, the, the tour guy mentioned that, too. And you can tell looking at it that it was sitting for some time, you know. So right, because of the color and stuff like that. Yep. So, you mentioned before, you know, you know, on different, you know, episodes, how you may talk about past, you know, experience you've had as a child, things like that. 
what were some like challenges that you just, you know, experienced growing up? If you don't mind sharing. Let's see. Well, some challenges. No, I definitely don't mind sharing because I've, I've shared it on other platforms before. And I'm not just going to limit this to like uh, Dominican culture or Dominican upbringing because I've definitely had a lot of people from different backgrounds say the same thing. But if you're a female, it was very difficult back then, especially so I didn't grow. So my dad had left, you know, home or him and my mom separated when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And after that, it became very, very difficult. And I'm not sure if it was because, you know, like my mother was going through her own things, especially, you know, having to get divorced and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having three kids she had to take care of. So I kind of had to take that role of, provider along with her at a very young age so I would have to like help do a lot of things that I shouldn't have been doing because I wasn't a grown-up you know what I mean like I had to make and listen don't get me wrong I appreciate that I know how I knew how to cook at an early age I knew how to do all those things but culturally speaking my mom did too so whether Mm -hmm. my mom and her my my mom and my dad were separated I knew for a fact it was something that I was going to have to learn I was going to have to learn to cook for five six seven people you know because you never know who's coming over at a young age I knew all those things but Mm-hmm. Um, it was also very challenging because I wasn't able to live like my childhood. I wasn't able to enjoy my childhood. I wasn't able to do things that kids my age were doing because I was stuck helping the provider provide. And that didn't mean okay. working. It just helped, you know, being the extended hand. If my mom had to work a job or two, I would have to be at home. I had to make sure I cooked. I had to take my brother and my sister to and from school. I had to make sure homework was done. I had to iron their clothes. Like, this is what I was doing from, like, 11 up. Okay. And it was very difficult because you also had, you know, my mom who was going through her own mental trial and tribulations because of everything she endured. And I felt like, you know, all kids feel like, oh, it's not fair, it's not fair. And this is one thing that you hear a lot uh, from, and this I'll say, from Dominican daughters is, you know, I had a younger brother, he was the youngest, and he received all the attention, all the love, and all the praise. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. I'm out here busting my ass like I'm working a nine to five (laughs) and going to school. So it was very difficult for me as a child to understand you know, like, why is that happening? And as a kid, you kind of get jealous, you get resentful, you get all these little nasty words, but it's because you don't know what you're feeling and no mm-hmm. one's there facilitating you to, or helping you understand these feelings. Nobody's there saying, you know what, so-and-so does love you. They're just, they just need some help right now. Nobody's there to help. And tab, listen, mental health therapy, all that stuff was taboo for me growing up. It's like, oh, that doesn't mm-hmm. exist. You're just being dramatic. So that was the biggest challenge for me, especially once I got older and I had my own children. Because okay. unfortunately, as mean as this is going to sound, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, my God, but I feel like I wasn't taught part. I wasn't taught how to be a mom. I was taught to just provide. So mm-hmm. I had children. I had to make sure I had a job. I had to make sure I finished school so I can make sure I had money, so I can make sure I can provide for the kids. But, you know, that other aspect of what a parent is, I have to learn that on my own. So okay. very challenging. I mean, but, you know, like you said, you know, well, I always say, you know, when you become a parent, there is no how-to manual. Right. Okay. There isn't. 
mm-hmm. you know, you 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 pretty much you're pretty much learning as you go. You know, you you you're gonna yeah. make mistakes. Some days are gonna be perfect. Some days are not. Some you know, some days are gonna go left. Some days are gonna go right. You know, you just it's just how you make you know you make the best of it. And you know, I think sometimes um, you know, upbringing. In other words, how you're like you said, you know, how you're raised can definitely play a major part when you become your own, you know, when you become your own, you know, your parent, uh, when you become your own, sorry, when you become a parent and you have your own children. Right. You know, yeah. so that, 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 that's, that's just how it is, you know, but yeah. so you said your parents divorced when you were 10. Yes. Did that affect you in any way? Um, yes, it did. Absolutely. I was very close to my dad. And that's another thing that, unfortunately, you know, back in those times, didn't understand, you know, how divorce or domestic violence or arguing or things like that affected their children. They kind of just thought, well, you know what, it's part of life. We're all a family. They'll grow up. They'll be okay. Um, but it definitely did affect me because I was very close to my dad. Um, you know, we used to do a lot of things together, pretty much, you know, father-daughter stuff. So it was difficult to kind of wake up one morning and they're like, well, you can't see him because if he comes here, you know, like he'll be arrested or whatever it was. And I'm just like, so I'm just never going to see him again. And then you don't get a clear answer. But then if you ask too much, you're also bringing up, traumas to the other parent and they don't want to talk about it so they lash out on you so it was really a catch-22 I was like in the perfect situation where I couldn't really say oh you know I miss my dad because if I did then my mom would feel a certain way and she'll you know attack me in a sense of like well why do you miss him you know he's not a great person but the thing is at us as children we don't see that part we see the loving father, right? Whatever mom and dad go through, I didn't really experience it until I experienced it. Let me say mm-hmm. it that way. And once I experienced it, I was just like, okay, well, how do we fix it? Where do we go from here? But those questions were never answered. So it does, it did affect me. I'm not going to say now. I always, I mean, as this is going to sound mean, but I always say, oh, my God, I always joke around saying, oh, my God, I got daddy issues. But that's because I typically don't take much seriously unless I really have to. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, my God, I'm a product of daddy issues. And um, But I have met a lot of women who have these daddy issues, and we all have kind of like the same foundation. We didn't get the necessary tools once, let's say, mom and dad were split apart. We didn't get that. We had the parents who would talk crap about each other. We had We were always in the middle. We had the parents who would throw subliminals or, get, you know, send messages with us to the other parent. Like, it was very hard. It was difficult. So you kind of grow up trying to figure out, like, okay, who the hell am I? Like, who have who am I trying to be? I have no idea because I'm so busy worrying about these two, and they're so mm-hmm. busy trying to get at each other that they haven't thought about me. So. How is your relationship now with your dad? Oh, I haven't spoken to him in a very, very long time. The last time I spoke to him was right before they shut the city down. So this was, it was very cold. It was, I want to say, the end of 2019, so sometime in December. Mm-hmm. And he called me and he's like, hey, are you listening to what's happening around the world? And I'm like, yep, I hear it. You know, we don't know if we're going to quarantine or not, X, Y, and Z. 
And then he's just like, okay, well, just pack everything up and come to Dominican Republic, and we can just live in the house that I have out here. And I'm just like, well, Dad, I can't do that. <laughs> At that point, mm-hmm. I was already he was he was my boyfriend still. Um, okay. We weren't engaged yet. My kids were in school. You know, like we were trying to figure things out. I'm just like, I can't just pick up and leave. But that's also, I think that comes with my dad just being so absent for such mm-hmm. a long time that he was kind of stuck in this kind of time warp where he thought that I would just pick up and leave and be like, okay, dad, I'll be right there. I'll catch a flight, you know? Um, so it was, it was difficult because I had to, I kept telling him, no, he would call me every day. I'm like, nope, dad, I'm not traveling to the Dominican Republic. He's like, you can just stay here for a couple of years. And so this all blows over and we'll be fine. I'm like, no, I can't pick up, you know, my kids have friends here. They have, we have a foundation We're in, they're in school. We have things to yeah. do. I can't just pick up and leave. And that was difficult for him to understand but it was also very difficult for me to understand that he didn't understand. You know, I'm just like, well, don't you get it? Um, but I think it just came from a lot of, from that time of absence. Now, are you only child? No, I have two other siblings. Okay. Yeah. I have a brother it, and a sister. Uh, a brother and a sister. They're um, in New York or are they in the DR or somewhere else? No, they are in New York. They're in New oh, York. they're all in New York. Mm-hmm. Did did it affect them as well? Um, it did. Unfortunately, like they should, they're gonna have their own stories. I always tell everyone, and I told my therapist this a long time ago. I told her, although it was three of us being raised by one person, which was my mother, we were all raised three different ways and almost by like three different people, although it was just my Mm -hmm. mom. So I have like my own stories, but my stories, you know, their stories and like my sister's story, my brother's story, they all differ. They all had different experiences. It all depends like who decided to show up (laughs) that day for them because I, I decided to distance myself. And the way I did, I did that unfortunately was I had a kid. I was pregnant by 16 and that's because I just couldn't take it anymore, and that's when I got pregnant with my son. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm out of here, and I just I bounced. <laughs> I was like, ah. okay. Yeah. So that's how it worked out for me. Okay. So how how old are your kids now? So my son is 19, my daughter's 16, and my bonus son, my husband's son, he's also 19, and our little one, the youngest one, she's eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to say, so you, your oldest one is 19. Okay. Yep. Doesn't make you feel old, right? <laughs> it does, especially when we're like, oh, my God, you have a 19-year-old? I'm like, I do. <laughs> Let's get over it. Well, if you don't, there. <laughs> well, if you don't mind me asking, I, you know, just out of respect, how, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm 36. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm not that far from you. I'm 38, so I'm not that far. Oh, okay. Okay, so, wow, 19-year-old, yeah. Yeah, you're going to feel old. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time. Every, listen, every time I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. But you know, know, But you know about that, people make it seem like, that's so, oh, my God, you're having kids. You know, back in the day, you know, I found out that 
you know, that that happened a lot in cultures, especially African-Americans. So my grandmother who passed away, I'm looking at the calendar nine years ago in 2013, my Mm -hmm. oldest uncle, who unfortunately he passed in uh, 2017, she had him when she was 15. Oh, wow. Because their age gap was about, okay, my grandmother was born in 19, uh, I think, 23. And my uncle was born in 38. So you can do that math right there. That's that, what, if I'm right, 15, yeah, 15-year gap. Yeah, 15 years. So I always used to find it weird until, you know, when she told me, she's like, yeah, I had, you know, your uncle when I was 15 and the whole midwife and back in the day. So I say that Michelle, because like I said, some people look down on that, but I'm like, no, you got to do your history. You know, that that, that was calm. She told me because she was, you know, back the old school Southern Georgia era, you know? So when she told me that it's like that, that's how, that's how life was back in the day, you know? So I, so, you know, we can't look down on that. No. Right, right. My husband tells me those kinds of stories all the time about his grandmother and his great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like his aunts, how they're still kind of like, you know, they're like, oh, like it's just such a weird. When you listen to it, you're like, wow. But then you go back to the history. that That's just, that was the, the norm. Yes. That was exactly, that's just how it was yep. back then. Mm-hmm. And where is he from? New York as well, right? Well, he's from New York, yes. Okay, okay. That's like I said. That's 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 pretty much the norm, you know. And it's right. going to, it's gonna keep repeating itself, you know. And it's just the way it is, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Here we are, you say, just say about, what, am I right, a year that you just hit your, your aunt? No, 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 no. You say you just got married this past August. Yes, yes. Okay, so, so we're... Like four months. Okay. How's it been for you? Um, It's been great. It is very exciting. Um, one thing that I think I wasn't prepared for, but that's because I just wasn't thinking about it as an adult was like all the planning, you know, cause we do want to move into a house. So we're looking at places, but you have to make sure everything's in order. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really think about that, especially if you're just going to work every day, paying your bills every day. But I really had to, you know, we had to have to sit down, talk about like our finances together, talking about, like, you know, like health insurances and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I really didn't even think about all of this. So mm-hmm. he's so responsible um, when it comes to stuff like that. But it's just been such a great experience from the moment, you know, he proposed through today and I'm sure for forever, you know, because it's he's my best friend. We literally have so much in common. We talk about everything. We tell each other everything. He's been the only person in any of the relationships that I've been in where I can, I'm not afraid to be myself creatively, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm very grateful for him. Now, if I looked right, 
he's jumped in mm-hmm. with you on, on some of your po- uh, podcast episodes, right? Yes, he has. Okay. Yes. Okay. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was trying to avoid it, but, you know, I might as well talk about it because it's unfortunately his life. What do you think about what happened with Twitch? It it messed me up this week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's just, I always say this because being in or living in New York, you realize that people do things or say things. People are just very rude. People come off wrong sometimes. You never know what another person is going through. Never. And we all go through our own dramas, our own dilemmas, our own things that, you know, we wake up in the morning and we might be pissed off about and be like, oh, you know. But you never know if the other person that you decide to look at wrong, you decide to argue, you decide to push out of the way or whatever it is, you don't know what they're thinking about. You don't know if whatever it is that you're doing is going to set them off. And it is very sad he had, you know, his whole life still ahead of him, his children, his wife, his family. And I think it's very sad because people can laugh, create content, seem relatable, you know, happy, upbeat, go lucky, but behind closed doors or when they're by themselves, not even with their partners, just by themselves, they're drowning. And that's very, very sad. I always tell people mental health is a big discussion for me. Mm -hmm. I always tell people just seek help. And if you're a neighbor, just check in on your neighbors, make sure they're fine say good morning, you know, if somebody's having a rough day, don't don't fight back. You just, you never know. You never know how that's going to end up. It's a very sad circumstance, but mental health is, it's just, it should be top priority for anyone to make sure that they're good and that everyone else is good. Now, I know you said um, earlier when we were talking that you have uh, talked to a therapist. Are you still talking to a therapist? Yeah. Um, I haven't spoken to her in some time because once, you know, this was all, I want to say maybe 2020 and Mm -hmm. the beginning of, or maybe I want to say like to like the end of 2021 or something like that. Um, And she was switching practices or whatever, but she had thought I had already made enough progress, you know, discussing all the issues Mm -hmm. I had. So I don't speak to her anymore however just for routine maintenance i am going to pick her back up because every day you know you hear things you go through drama and you're like well who can i talk to about it how am i feeling right now i just don't want to pent anything up and i'm definitely not too proud to say i will definitely i will speak to a therapist i don't care if it's satire hey i had a shitty morning this morning (laughs) i don't care what it's worth because it's just it's just an outlet and it's someone who can kind of monitor you and give you words of advice. And if you think about this, you, go, you can go to your friends, you can go to your loved ones, but they're always going to take your side, right? Because they're very biased. Yeah. They want to make sure that you're happy. They will, they're always going to tell you you're right. The therapist is going to sit there and tell you, well, Michelle, look internally and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're really going to yeah. make you, they're really going to make you be like, all right, fine, you're right. <laughs> that was dumb. That was silly. So I always encourage people that there, there's nothing wrong with therapy. It's just another human being who's trained to help you with whatever it is that you need help with at that time. There's no, no shame in doing so. So I, I ended up 
doing it earlier this year. Um, we're good on time still, right? Yeah, we're okay. I got a couple. We're okay. Okay, okay. we'll just mention this. <laughs> I get okay. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, long story short, I ended up doing it through this um, website called BetterHelp.com. Um, I'm sure I don't know if you probably saw the commercials, but one day I was driving, um, getting ready to take some stuff to uh, my uh, local dump, and I listened on the radio that at the time Justin Bieber was on tour, or prepping up for a tour or whatever, and he was giving basically everybody on his tour therapy sessions, okay? <laughs> So they oh, said, wow. yeah, so he, they said also as a result of that, he was giving it to us, to like local people. So I ended up, long story short, I signed up and I did maybe like the first two weeks because it was free and I right. stopped and I can honestly say it helped. Um, one thing I found out about it that the, so funny, the therapist that they pinned me with, she's here in Miami. So I thought that was just so coincidental. But oh, anyways, wow. yeah, that was just like cool. So mm-hmm. long story short, I stopped because, you know, I wasn't going to have, you know, I wasn't getting the free services, but I don't mind paying. But the prices for that site were ridiculous. So I said for that, I'm I'll just try sure. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I said after that, I'll just use my own, you know, I'll use my insurance through, you know, my job and, you know, but long story short. So. With me, I don't know, you know, you know, it may not relate, but maybe you can just give me some insight. So I know my issue, letting go of the past and friendships. I've that to me, the friendship has always been like a very touchy subject with me. And I've obviously I've done an episode on it. But in your opinion, do you and this is currently or past, do you feel it's necessary to have a large group of friends because I always used to think, and this is going to sound silly, but like every time I'd go out, like, you know, sometimes I go out to eat or the movies, you always see a group of six, seven, eight people together. And I always felt like that's how life was that I needed to have six, seven, eight people with me. Like if I decide to go to, let me think, if I decide I want to go to freaking McDonald's, I got to have at least five people with me. If I decide to go, um, I'm trying to think where else. If I decide I want to get my car washed, I got to have three people with me. Do you do you think that's how life is? Like for you, do you have like a large group of friends that you can count on, or you do do you just have two, three? Like you know, what what do you think? I absolutely do not. <laughs> I have may apart aside from like you know my kids and my husband, I have maybe mm-hmm. like two people that I would say if something happens, I can Uh call them and, you know, they'll be there, they'll help me, whatever, we'll figure things out. I do not have a large group of friends at all. And I'm glad you said that because growing up, um, it was kind of in like ingrained in me that having large groups of people wasn't beneficial for me. Right, like it wasn't beneficial for people in general. So once mm-hmm. I got older, 
it was very difficult for me to kind of, mind you, as relatable and as funny and as conversational as I am, I didn't, like, I would speak to people, but I wouldn't say, like, these are my friends. I didn't retain many friendships. Like, if I had a lot of friends, let's say, at work, we wouldn't all go out or anything like that, but these are, like, my work friends. But as soon as I found another job, I would not keep in touch with them. I'm just like, all right, gone, on to the next. And I thought that was a problem with me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a problem with me. And that is one thing that I just speak to my therapist about. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe I just can't hold on to relationships. Is there something wrong with me? And so finally I realized, no, it's fine for me to have, you know, acquaintances. It's fine for me to be, you know, for people to find me relatable, for me to talk to people if I see them, whatever. But just to have two or three people close-knit circle that I know that I consider like family, it's, that, that's, that's not an issue. That's okay. okay. That's acceptable. So understand that you are fine if you have one friend, if you have two friends. <laughs> you are a-okay because that's just who we are. I think the biggest problem is when we start to isolate ourselves and have no one. You know, that's when it's like, well, why don't you have anybody? Why don't you seek something? Why are you such a loner? But for a long time, I was a loner. And mm. I wouldn't say I was mentally unhealthy because, you know, I didn't think I was. I just thought, well, why would I even try if it's so difficult for me to keep a friend? You know, mm-hmm. like I'll be fine, but then the other person would switch up and I don't know why. And I just don't want to deal with that. You know, I don't want to deal with that person just not wanting to be normal or wanting to have an attitude for a reason that's unknown to me. You know, like things, you know, the mood switches. I don't have time for that. <laughs> so it's like I'm fine by myself for a long time, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with not walking around with a large group of, pe- group of people at all times. Not at all. You know, yeah, I'm glad you said that because that I could say those were my two biggest issues why I wanted to just sit and talk with someone. Um, because for a minute, you know, I'm here thinking I'm crazy. I'm losing my mind, but I'm like, I can't be because I'm like, there has to be someone that's relatable to me. You know, and mm-hmm. when I've done those episodes of my friendships, real versus fake, it's like right. I'm I, I'm thinking back. It's like I'm ranting, but then I'm calling out for help too, if that makes sense. But I get it, yeah, yeah. You know, but at the same time, don't get me wrong. I meant what I said in those episodes. You know, when I talked about certain people, but at the same time, it's like that's how I used to feel like life should be, you know? So that's why I've asked you and I've talked to other people about it. And surprisingly now I'm hearing about the same answers that you gave me about, you know, I usually can, you know, depend on one or two people. And I'm so glad because it makes me feel so much better. And this is going to sound cliche, but social media is not helping. I'm I'm, I'm just, I'm going to throw it out there, you know, flipping through, you see people, you know, but again, I have to understand that it's fantasy land, you know, because, you know, like, like we said, we don't know what those people are going through and this and that. Right. But yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to hear another perspective, especially from a female's perspective, (laughs) you know, because sometimes look, because sometimes, you know, you all don't have many friends for different reasons, you know, and the number one reason, oh, she's right. a bitch, 
you know. <laughs> right. You know, you know, you hear that a lot. You hear that a lot. But mostly my reasons for not even having or any of the friends or people who would call me friends or I called friends back mm-hmm. then who are my friends now is basically because it's like a switch up. It's not even them being a bitch. It's just like switch up is like, oh, well, you know, if you're acting phony and you're acting shady, and this I feel like you're moving a little different. I'm not sure what it is. I got to protect myself, got to protect my feelings, got to protect, mm-hmm. you know, people around me. So forget it. We, I'm going to cut you off. There's something wrong. You're not coming correct. This doesn't seem right to me. So, you know, and that, you know what that reminds me of, though, that case that happened in New Mexico, um, I'm sorry, in Mexico, in the resort, where all the friends went out, what they're calling them the Cabo Six. And, you know, they were all friends. You know, and that's a group of people. Think about that. That's a group of people, you know, to then all, all those people, instead of stopping fight or whatever decided to record her and getting beat up and the poor Ishii passed you know rest in peace to her but things like that don't make me want to have any friends that much more <laughs> Michelle <laughs> you, look, know. you know I and I'm watching time too but you just hit something because you know I, I, I I'm gonna dig more into that um just gonna mm-hmm. do a little more research on that because the main thing, like you said, okay, <laughs> we all, I'm just saying, I don't remember where they were at, but let's just say, you know, me, you, your husband, we all get together, four more people, whatever. whatever. We all get together right. and we decide to go fly to uh, Jamaica, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I expect all of us to come back laughing, too, talking about, Hey, you. you remember what we did that Friday night? And da, da, da. Thank you. I, we're not trying right. to have my family pinned against yours because, you know, I decided to kill you and your husband and them. And, you know, now nobody, listen, nobody expects yeah. that. That story scared me, you know, because yeah. like you said, these were supposed to be friends. friends. Right. Okay. It's deeper than that. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. (laughs) Listen, if you decide to leave the country with another physical body, okay, that relationship needs to be deep, okay? Because, again, look, you're not just going to go on a trip with just any old body. If you're leaving, let alone the country, if you're, like I said, if you're going out of the country with another physical body, okay, that relationship needs to be existent okay right tight 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 tighter Mm -hmm. tighter than a 15 year old virgin um (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) i'm just i'm i'm flabbergasted on that i'm just like wow like you know and nobody's talking and some something something needs to happen quick because that that's just no words for that there's no words, you know. I, 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 okay. Bottom line. No matter what the whatever the situation that you know transpired, it wasn't worth nobody losing their life. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. No. Yeah. Now, now yeah. what could have been? Now what could have been done? All right. Well, we'll just say f you for now. We're going back home, or we'll just see if if by any chance we can get another room. But otherwise, I'm not right. paying for it. And you know what I'm saying? Listen, you see, there's different no. options to that. Yes. 
Yes. I agree. I don't know. That's why my circle's small. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to keep mine smaller than small. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Michelle, I know I'm looking at time. I know you got a jet. Um, Listen, before we go, it doesn't even feel like we've been <laughs> talking for over an hour, but. <laughs> You're right. It doesn't. I just looked down. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I really, I really enjoyed our time. I enjoyed our conversation. Um, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm glad. Well, at least I hope I made you comfortable. Like I told you, hey, we gonna, we were gonna get this thing smooth. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me, me getting to know you a little bit better. Um, again, I can keep going on and on, but like I said, I know you got things you gotta do, but. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. Um, I really appreciate it. Before. Well, no, oh, no. go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was no, just no. going to say thank you for having me. I was going to say thank you for having me because, you know, time, I know you you out here doing a lot. <laughs> you're trying to schedule episodes. You're trying to, so, you know, you're you're just as busy. So thank you so much for having me on your platform. I really appreciate it. It was an amazing time, super comfortable. And you're right, we could have kept vibing for another hour or two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like I told you, I said, you know, when we talked, I said, hey, you know, I, I you know, we, you know, I, I think you asked me first, like, you know, do you have a topic? And I'm like, nah, I mean, hey, if you think of something, <laughs> vice versa. But we came out with the the old fashioned go with the flow, and here we are now, hours and some change later. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> you know. But before we go, I definitely always like to do this for my guests. Give out some shout outs, and please, please, please plug in your info for for listeners. Well, again, thank you so much, JJ, for having me on your platform. I really appreciate it. We definitely have to do this again. And mi gente, you already know, it's your girl, Michelle S. from the It's Me Shell podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell. Click that link in my bio. It'll take you to all my other socials. Um, and also on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you know, slowly putting up content. New episode will be out this Monday, and I'm working on some new content that should be out in a week. It's a new series. So I'm very happy for that. I'm keeping that one, you know, in the back pocket till it's ready. So make sure you like, subscribe, share, follow, all that good stuff. And like you said earlier, JJ, you know, make sure you guys show support to all podcasters out there because we all kind of work together. We all try to show each other support because we are one big community. So, you know, do what it do. Enough said right there, ladies and gentlemen. So you have it. Um, Michelle, again, thank you so much. And like I said, I definitely, you know, we will we'll be in touch, you know, very soon. And definitely, um, whenever, you know, you have time in your busy schedule, you know, I'm, I'm here, please plug me in. I love to come on your platform, sit back, you know, maybe talk a little more shit or whatever. Hey, I'm here. So, yes, I got you. I got you. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 So. You enjoy the rest of your day, and we will be in touch, okay? Thank you so much. Yes, no problem. Thank you. Okay, take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All righty, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Another grand opening. Another grand closing. Be safe. Until next time, I'm out. Thank you.